Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Billy Watson TV. It gives me great pleasure today to have a first time guest on, a kindred soul, um, basically because he's from Northern Ireland and my mother's Irish, so we'll maybe get into that, and he's of, uh, a great truth speaker and an all-round activist. Cool guy, so welcome to the show, David Vance. How are you doing today, David? Hi Billy, it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. And th thanks first of all very much for the opportunity to have a chat with you because... Uh, you know, I think those of us who do our best to get the truth out there and to oppose the narrative, uh, it's really important we help each other, I think, because uh, we're in a battle, an existential battle, actually, I believe, between uh, right and wrong, good and evil and stuff. So we, we got to support each other. So pleasure to be here. And thanks again for the opportunity to chat to you, Billy. That's cool. It's a pleasure to have you. And, you know, I met you at Derby there, Comcast. Briefly, I mentioned uh, I just watched a few of your videos before the event, which I was really impressed with. And then I met you briefly and didn't have a chance to t chat to you on a Saturday, but I've seen you do two things on stage, one with the Freds and one on another panel show. And then on the Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, you were also in another panel. So I've heard you talk quite a bit. You had the sore voice, I believe, at Derby as well after all your chatting. And then, <laughs> But yeah, I was really impressed with what you've got to say in the whole political spectrum, etc. But before we get into all that, can you give us a little bit about your background? Because I, I really I like your Irish twang there, by the way. You know, I, I used to go to what, Belfast, what, East Belfast. What Irish twang <laughs> do you mean by that? How dare you? I, I, my feelings are hurt. Yeah. So listen, Billy, I lived most. Most of my life in Northern Ireland, um, as you can gather, uh, I, I did spend a little time in living in the south of England. That's when I became soft and the tone slightly altered a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so born, bred in Northern Ireland, uh, uh, lived here most of my life. Um, married man with two grown up kids. I've got a couple of grandkids now as well. So my family is pretty much what I'm all about, apart from when I like to mercilessly prod <laughs> the entire uh, uh, narrative, the establishment and everything. So, so uh, I, I live in a, in a very rural location, it has to be said. So when they talk about 15-minute cities, they ain't going to get me because I, I get 15-minute fields all around me, Billy. As you know, they, they, they're going to have a trouble keeping me controlled within 15 minutes. So maybe they'll do it, though. The cows will maybe be up with, uh, you know, with uh, detectors, always move beyond 15 minutes worth of uh, green field. But well, birds, birds are not real, so maybe the bird's eyes will shoot you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, is it, so, um, so I spent my career, um, I'm just about at the point of retirement now, but in, in, in business and industry, uh, for my own company, blah, 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 blah. Um, in parallel with that, uh, way, way back in the, gosh, the, the mid-90s, I, I did start to get involved in politics. Uh, everyone makes mistakes. That's when I made mistakes. Um, I got involved, although it was dissident unionist politics I got involved in back then. Um, and, uh, oh, I did different things. i very proud of the fact that I opposed the Belfast Agreement, so-called Good Friday Agreement, treachery of all of that. Um, I actually ended up standing for... God, I stood for Westminster, I stood for uh, council, I stood for assembly. Didn't get managed a complete sweep of not succeeding in any of them. So, I mean, uh, well done me. Uh, actually, seriously, it was a, a big, big, uh, uh, so fortunate because once you understand, see the underbelly of politics, Billy, and I'm sure it's, and I mean, I'm not being disrespectful to the particular parties that I belong to. Um, 
But once you see it, honest to God, you don't want to be part of it. So, you know, I don't. I want nothing to do with politics. I left it. I I I was active from in the late nineties. I went away for a, a bit like um, Frank Sinatra. I went away for a few years, swearing never to go back. And then in twenty ten, I was sort of convinced to go back. That was a mistake. And then that was it. That was me done. So did that. And along the way, I kind of gathered up this. I started, I've always been a writer, so I wrote a book about this called Unionism Decayed, about the whole corruption of the body politic here in Northern Ireland. Uh, then I got involved in sort of blogging, and then I went on to Twitter back in the day, back in the early days. I did develop a bit of a following over there over the years. Um, got banned uh, in 2020 taken down by all the lefties, Gary Lineker, Owen Jones, and all those other little lightweight tossers. Uh, took <laughs> down. Uh, and then I, I, I rose again, and I came back, uh, and now I'm even bigger than I was in the first instance on Twitter, uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. I didn't ask to be back, but I'm, I'm not refusing it. So so I've done all those things, Billy, and I've, I've hosted different things. I did a bit of public speaking and whatnot. Uh, as you saw at the Comcast thing, I, I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy inhabiting the alternative world. Let, let me just tell you one thing before we go on much further. I can claim to, legitimately to be banned by the BBC, by Sky, by Channel Four, by uh, uh, LBC, uh, uh, and uh, of course the new fake channels, GB News and Talk TV. <laughs> Uh, yeah, banned by them all. Why is that then? Because I think I'm a mild-mannered soul who doesn't say anything that's that unreasonable, but I've never held back from telling it the way I say it, Billy, and I never will. Well, just like Katie Hopkins, she just made a video kind of dissing GB News there, and yeah. she's another one that can't be controlled, so hence she doesn't get a platform, and hence why you've been deplatformed with all these badge of honours you've got. It's like some kind of medal... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Katie actually and I have done stuff together uh, in, in over the years, but pre- prior to COVID, uh, I remember one of our highlights was we we both were invited to go to the UN in Geneva. Oh shit! The hell. <laughs> well, I'm still alive. It looks like it. So, <laughs> I hope, hopefully, David will come back. Hello there, Noel. How you doing? Good to have you here. An anonymous eight two seven. Is that Jess? Is Jess there? Hopefully David will sign back in. Oh, there he is. Hello, David. We cannot see or hear you. No, he's away again. I don't know what's happening. So, hi. DavidVance.net is his site. And, yeah, he's on Twitter. He's got quite a large following on there. He he posts quite regular, and uh, the stuff he posts is usually bang on the money. So I can hear them this time. You're going to get me now. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Back, back. Uh, I, I, that was the Russians. I blame Putin. <laughs> me off the screen, Billy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what well, happened. No, is he known the new Hitler or something like that? <laughs> he is. He's Hitler, apparently, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, no, I was saying about Katie. Katie Hopkins and I went to the UN in Geneva to address the UN human rights, whatever it is. And we basically, both of us bitched at them for about 30 minutes. 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> laugh. So uh, yeah, and it was so it was, yeah. it was nice to see Katie there the, doing her bit the other the, uh, the other weekend as well. Yeah, it was really impressive with our show. First of all, if we just took it as a, like a comedy type show, it wasn't pure comedy, but that was what was even good about it because she went into some really emotional areas as well. Yeah. Yeah. Really, the last five minutes or a few minutes, it was very heartfelt. You know, she was playing around and crazy about her long labia, etc. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> and then at the end, it was very heartfelt. So I was very impressed with her show. And then afterwards, we yeah. met her. And uh, yeah, she, she, my girlfriend wanted her picture taken. She ran away and got a selfie with her. And she was a very, very lovely lady, yeah? I, th- I, think, I think, Billy, a lot of the people that are most demonised are the best people. Katie's a lovely, a lovely, I mean, made her privately. She's, I mean, she, she obviously, she, there's the screen persona and there's the, maybe the slightly uh, more demure private Katie as well. And, and, and I guess there's elements of that with all of us. But I think the one thing that unites us is a lot of us, I think, who are fundamentally decent people who, 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 who want to have a, a kind of a, a world where there's kindness and there's tolerance. But by that, but by having said that, we have to speak up against intolerance and against the haters and all the stuff that goes on, you know, and Katie does that and I've done that. And, you know, it, it brings us to many interesting places. Let's put it like this. And it gets us a lot of abuse. But frankly, at my point, it's just, you know, it's just, it just bounces off. I don't well, at, at this point, probably because of COVID, you know, I don't know, I've been doing this a long time as well and getting ignored, etc. And then you got more abuse at the start of COVID, but now with all the vaccine injured and all the rest of it, People are a little bit less, uh, kind of, you know, vocal hurling uh, abuse at you because they don't really, can't really back it up, you know. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you know, for me, Billy, COVID changed an awful lot of stuff. I mean, this version, the 2023 version of me versus the 2019 version of me is, is radically different. I mean, I, I'll be the first to put my hand up and say, I mean, I, I don't think I was exactly a softy back then, but now I don't have confidence in medical science i guess you know i basically doubt everything in 2023 which i think is quite a healthy position to be in and if there's one thing i've learned you know and i mean as i said i mean the bbc banned me and all because they didn't like what i had to say about you know immigration and about islam and stuff like that they didn't like that so that's why i was banned um but now i i mean you know you talk about just simple stuff like uh health and people's bodily autonomy billy and all of a sudden you're a rebel from hell well so be it uh, if that's the case you know so covid did change the and i i am uh i have to say i've gone down most rabbit holes and i'm quite happy down them or gone up them. i i disagree with this you go down the rabbit hole i think we should go up the rabbit holes towards that's truth right. and light yeah it's like because we're in the dark aren't we we're getting fed lots so of we're down, yeah but Go up uh, and then you get light come up. Uh, maybe again, that's a wee trick that they put out there for you know just how they use NLP and mind fucks and all yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do. Every, I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, I've always loved language. I've, I'm fascinated by words and and wordplay, and it's, it's kind of my thing. And so you're right. It, they used the, and, and over during COVID. I mean, God, it was a masterclass in in how they abused the human language to distill fear into people, to scare people, to get compliance. You know, the the, the government psychology, all the nudge units, all those people who should be in jail, by the way, they they weaponized words in ways that was kind of amazing to see. But you know, stood against them, didn't we? So it's still are still still do and always will. Yeah, unfortunately, though, you know, apparently 
Elon Musk is back and he's a, the bastion of free speech. But you know, I've been I got a twelve hour ban yesterday. I did call Dan Williams an absolute cunt of a cunt, which I thought was fair comment. You know, when he's trying to call somebody an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. question, you know. Yeah. I'm, I shouldn't really go that far. I know what you mean. It's, you I, I, I think I think look, Twitter's never going to be free speech. It's not like you know. It's really not. All, all I can say is everything. I've not had any hassle. I they brought me back, Billy, around about the third week in November, unsolicited. I got an email. In fact, I didn't even get an email. A, 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 a journalist that I know contacted me and said, "David, you, you do realize you're back in Twitter." I went, what the, log in, and then it was true, and it was, and then I got an email apologizing from Twitter, two years and two months late, two years and two months late, saying, we're terribly sorry, Uh, you shouldn't have been banned in the first place, and and so I'm under no illusions about Musk and Twitter, yeah, I'm not, Billy, you know, uh, I, I just take a view, if this is a platform I can use to advance and counter uh, advance arguments and counter narratives, then why shouldn't they use it? You know, and and I'm and I'm not that I'm shying away from anything. I, I do use my words as carefully as I can, but you know, you gotta you gotta call it out. Like for example, if you say anything about Ukraine on 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 Twitter, like the Zelensky bot army descend upon you, and God forbid you criticize NATO, that that's a definite no no. So I like to do that. Yeah, quite rightly so. I mean, it's unbelievable. Just that one in particular. I was going to ask what you know rabbit holes you've been down, but just this is a main mm-hmm. card that they're playing these days. Mm-hmm. What's your view on the whole Ukraine thing? Let's go into that a little bit. Of depth. Well, well, well do, do you know, like, like I thought COVID was bad, and it was, and it, and it, and it still is, obviously. But in a way, Ukraine's kind of even worse because it's like NATO's trying to tee up potentially a European war, which could be in a potential nuclear exchange. Uh, or certainly could be very, very bad. Uh, and I think that's that's pretty pretty bad thing. World War Three kind of features in my list of things I don't want to know about. Um, so so the kind of as as if you remember back this time a year ago when COVID, I mean, was kind of coming to an end. You know, they they then brought in Ukraine almost like it was planned, which it was, Hi. of Hi. course. And uh, um, and then they've they've sold it hard. And, uh, you know, you, you, you have this situation whereby it, it, I always think it's it, the way you can judge the validity of any argument is can will they allow you to put up alternative positions? So, for example, can you put up a position that says, well, look, I think we've got big issues about Zelensky's regime. Uh, what's really going on? Let's ask questions about it. But as you know, Billy, if you try that, I, I mean, for the last three or four days, I've had... Uh, Many, many Zelensky bots all over me saying, and they, they're obviously all low grade. I'm not sure if it's if it's all Zelensky bots or 77th Brigade or a mixture of both, but they're all over me saying, "You're, you know, oh, you're on the Kremlin's, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, sort of uh, wage bill. You're being paid by the Kremlin." I only wish. I mean, I'm going to invoice Putin and say, listen, you owe me a fortune because I actually, all these sort of droids on, on, on Twitter accuse me of being a, in the Russian employee. I'm not. I, I think like a lot of people, Billy, this is a serious point. Um, I, I believe in the sanctity of human life. I don't want to see young Ukrainian men die. I don't want to see Russian men die. I don't want to see, I don't want to see war. 
you know. And um, and it used to be, this is what's one of the weird things, don't you think? The political left used to be anti-war, stop the war, all of that. <laughs> so I can understand that argument. Where the hell are they in 2023 and, and or indeed 2022 when all this has been going on? They're cheerleading, you know, yeah, let's send more tanks. Let's get, let's kill more uh, uh, Russians. Russian right. lives are as valuable as, as, as British lives, Scottish lives. Wherever you, you see these young Ukrainians getting torn from their mothers to go and fight <laughs> a war, you know, this is horrific, you know. So yeah, yeah, but, but but of course we see that because we search out alternative news channels. If you're yeah. relying on the BBC or you know or our media belly, they would have you believe. Oh no, every every Ukrainian male wants to go and what into the meat grinder in the Donbass. Of course they don't. It's it's tragic. And and actually the other thing that's bad is we're training some of them, as you know, here in the UK. These young guys are being trained, young Ukrainian men being trained here. To this kind of, I don't know, some level of half competency anyway. They go over there and they're blown to pieces. They're dying, you know, within hours of going. I think I just regret the loss of life on all sides, but apparently that makes me uh, a Putin apologist. Yeah, but again, we know these, if you look at a deeper aspect, you've got things like, it was a Black Rock and um, mm-hmm. the one who basically, military industrial complex who need war. So yeah. they're happy the longer this war goes on, they're selling. 30 tanks here, 40 tanks there, have to get rebuilt. The flattening the place, have to go in and rebuild it. So it's a big, huge money-making scheme in the whole history of Ukraine as well, with the child trafficking and money laundering. You well, know. That's, that, that's right. When the song goes, war, what is it good for? Well, the answer is, it's good for the military-industrial complex and the people that invest in that. BlackRock, Vanguard, and the rest of these guys, these are the war pigs. Um, and so, again, this is where my position is, you know, has moved on quite a bit. I mean, I look back now in the misadventures in Syria and Iraq, and I look back and I think, oh, God, I wish I'd have been more forceful in my opposition to those things. I wasn't as forceful as I should have been. But now my eyes are wide open. I see it. Actually, I see all of it, actually, not just that. <laughs> we could go back further than that in history if we wanted. Um, I, I see it for what it is. But ultimately, yeah, um, they, they want to keep the war going. And I'll tell you, Billy, don't you think it's strange that Boris Johnson, who doesn't even have any elected position... Uh, exactly. I was going to say that. Right in there, in, I, you know, telling Zelensky, keep on fighting, off to the US, let's uh, give them jets. I mean, what uh, do you think of that? I just think how Boris is floating around still having a part in how, you know, even Klaus Schwab turning up at um, Davos and no Davos, the G8 thing. Yeah. Again, it's not, it shouldn't have been, or not G8, whatever it's now, G57 or whatever. But, you know, they, yeah. uh, I, just these people, how they've become, they get a, the position and all of a sudden that's them. Tony Blair, he's another one still floating around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, 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 um, who are they working for is the key question. And the answer is it's not the United Kingdom. It's not it's, it's just because it's not. They're, they're, they're cabalists as far as I can see. They're all working for yeah. the dark interests that want to see. Yeah. You know, I was just saying you'd rather be part of Davos and go to Westminster. So yeah. he's no different. So it's a one-party state, obviously. You know. Well, it is. It, this is the thing, Billy. It's the UD party. It's the uni party we've got, and it's the uni media that we have as well. So that's what's so awful about... Well, that's why those of us operate outside of the establishment. I think we do a 
pretty useful function because uh, there's no difference between the Conservatives and Labour and Lib Dem. None. And I would probably throw in the Reform Party as well if I wanted to be... Well, I, well they don't want any talk of... Even that um, MP that came out to talk about Andy Fax, he says, oh, he's not welcome in our party. Yeah. Yeah, so that's right. at the whole level. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had. That's right. We had uh, the, the ridiculous side. Andrew Bridgen, who's the only Conservative MP who came out plainly asking big questions about the so-called vaccines, and uh, when Reform Leader Richard Tice was interviewed by Andrew Moore on the BBC about it, uh, and asked, would, "Would you accept Andrew uh, Andrew Bridgen?" No, no, we wouldn't. And that's because it's it, it's like you said, Billy. It, all of it's the uni party, I think. Apart from maybe some of the smaller groupings now, maybe to be fair to them. But, I mean, it's the reform party that's being built up as the alternative to the Tories. And I, I think I, I briefly mentioned that during one of the talks that I gave at the um, the comedy weekend. And that is my thing about, I go on about this thing, the, the Judas goat. And, you yeah. know, the, and, and I believe... The Reform Party, and that includes everybody involved at the top of it, um, and that would include Nigel Farage as well. Sorry to say, are, are all Judas goats? They're leading the decent. I mean, you know, there's real patriotic people in this country still in Scotland, Wales, England, Northern Ireland. There really are good patriots. I, I'm, I'm lucky to know some of them, and, and a lot of them have become Billy over the last the last several years at any way, very, very disenfranchised and disillusioned. And obviously some of them who may be conservative feel uh, that uh, that they've been totally let down. So they're going to teach the Tories a lesson and they're going to go and vote for reform. Well, if I get news for you, you're voting for more of the same. You will be betrayed by Richard Tice and Dr. David Bull and all the rest of the gang, I think, uh, as, as you will by Johnson and Sunak and, and the gang, you know, um, it is a uni party. Uh, we have to not think, no, we have to think outside the box, I think. Well, see, this is why I like you. You're straight into the point and basically you can see the bullshit. So I can see that one as well. And, you know, you actually mentioned at the comedy thing about being disenfranchised with the whole of politics because I'm like, yeah. you know, get to this all bullshit. It's all yeah. fraud. It's yeah. just a complete scam. It's theatre. A lot of it is just pure theatre. Meaning on the background, they've got all the kind of shit going on they don't want you to talk about, you know? But what's that right? Yeah, well, wasn't COVID a great example of that? I mean, you know, the, 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 where, where was the political class to be seen? Well, they were, they, they were in hiding, half of them, as far as I could see. Um, so it shows that when the real levers are being pulled and things are changing, Nothing right. to do with the politicians. Yeah, the exactly. politicians, I just see them as enforcers or they come after the elephant to clean up behind maybe. That's as yeah. much as they do. I, I despise the entire political class. <laughs> uh, everywhere, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Even in the States, I mean, you know, because I think they've got a uni party there between the GOP and the Democrats. And you see it around the world, this strange... Um, maybe there might be the odd exception here and there, but by and large, um, I think politics is, is a distraction, uh, which makes it difficult. So that's why I, the, all the kind of political commentary I do, I, I'll take issues. I'm not interested in fighting in the game of, oh, who'll succeed Rishi Sunak? I don't care. Uh, yeah. Sir Keir Starmer, that's who'll succeed Rishi Sunak. And then in 2029, when Labour screwed the economy over, in will come 
Rishi's successor, whoever that's going to be, you know, maybe it'll be Tobias Elwood or some other nightmare creature. And uh, so, so why would you waste your time even, you know, overly thinking? They're all scum, want nothing to do with them. We have to make our way outside of that, I think. And the same with the media. Media is exactly the same. Yeah, I agree. I actually done a, a, one of these protest meetings. I was a speaker at one point and uh, I suggested that we all, the, all the truth seekers, instead of fighting the system, Instead of protesting here, because you're like protesting your master for your own freedom, you know. Yeah. I said, let's all go to Mull. We just all Mull's a, a big place, you know, the island of Mull. Just yeah. say, fuck it, anyone come near here, you're getting it, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, during the sort of the dark days of the winter of 2021, when all of us were under huge pressure, you know, oh, you got to, you know, if you want to be part of society, you've got to take your jabs, you've got to have your vaccine. Oh, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? I, I, I remember. People I know here in Northern Ireland, we were talking about could we not find a Scottish island or somewhere like that where we could just go and yeah. and because we you know ultimately they're not they're not going to get us into the camps like we're not going to go silently and if we have to do something like that, Billy, it's still not the most outrageous suggestion of all because because I think that they learned a lot of things during COVID. They learned that most people, eighty percent of the population, is totally compliant. And they know that there's people like us who are immovable. They cannot get us. Um, but they can make our life really, really, really difficult. Like you saw today, the bank of uh, the government talking about the plan is by 2025, bring in uh, the digital Bitcoin uh, and by 2029, establish that. At that point, it may be that you and me and people watching this, you know, um, you won't be able to spend your money on the things that you want. And where's that going to lead us to? So all I would say is hold a bit of property in Muller because we might all end up having to plant our flag of independence. And that's where we go. Yeah, I was talking, I can't remember who it was. Somebody else was on the show and said that one of the first um, Great Reset videos in 2016 had this bit in it where it was like some others won't agree with this kind of thing. So it's almost like they're expecting this breakaway society or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. About the, you know the level of evil and control that's in this world, and how people are so brainwashed. Mm. If there's going to be a utopia, we're going to save the world type thing, or if it's just a case of waking it up. There's a guy called Martin Kenny's went to Portugal, and he set up something called the Pineal Foundation, where there's mm. people living off the land there, and you know, yeah. self-sustainable communities. And to me, this is making sense because you want to grow your own food. Because again, what's in the food these days is. Yep. You know, topic <laughs> oh absolutely yeah yeah they're poisoning our bodies they're poisoning our minds absolutely actually you know again one of the things that the good things that came out of covid was in terms of those protests that you mentioned you know when we were out protesting saying you know we, we you're, you know you're not going to bully us which i was at several of them um i met so many great people this is the good thing that's come out of this you know we got to look at this positive as well i've yeah. met loads of people across the political spectrum i've i mean i would have been previously i suppose a conservative with a small C slash libertarian-ish type person. Now I'm, I'm none of those things. I'm, I'm way beyond that. But, <laughs> but I met so many great people from the left who would have been diametrically opposed to me. Um, here, yeah. living in, in, like in Northern Ireland, I mean, one of the people I'm most friendly with is Gemma O'Doherty, if you know Gemma, who uh, lives in, 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 in the south of Ireland, who would be patriotic Irish person and maybe opposed to unionists like me. We get on great because we live in a post 
political world, sort of. We live in a, it's, 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 it's like I said, Billy, it's the world we now live in. If, if you just allow your to be defined by political parties, you know, are you conservative or are you labor or are you socialist or you're, you're full, you're, you're being played. You're totally being played. Yeah. We're outside that box. Thank God. And, and that's where we find a, kin, a, a kindredship together and a unity together, which is actually wonderful. One of the comments on the site is Gedstar, I think you might know. He says, oh, no. yes. Basically, uh, it's not left or right anymore. It's good versus evil kind of thing. So it's pick your side. He, he's my producer. Gedstar yeah. is a, my producer of all the David Van stuff, stuff. So it's good to good to know he's there. Um, he's telling you quite well, yeah. Yeah, but, but but honestly, that that is the truth of the matter. It it it, it is right versus wrong. So that's why we can find uh, fellowship. Billy, with 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 essentially anybody, there's no, you know, I I don't care. If, I remember being at a rally. This person came up to me and they said, "Oh, I would have probably been like Marxist type person." He, he said, "But," and he was a young person as well, so probably half my age. And he said, "But you know something? None of that matters anymore. Doesn't yeah. matter." And I shook him by the hands and said, "Listen, I'm, you know, this is this is what." comes out of this. You see, I think, Billy, they've woken us up. They've, they've woken some of us up. And, and they yeah. might live to regret that because because yeah. um, we're waking other people up. And we don't have to... I think, isn't it, the statistic is to get a, like a revolution, a cultural revolution at any rate, you need to get about, was it 15 20% on board to make it happen? Maybe a wee bit less than that. I don't think our numbers are too far off that. Um, although, having said that, I have my moments of doubt, Billy, when, um, you know, like I still, I, 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 I was, uh, I'll give you a little example, briefly, brief example of things that depress me. Uh, <laughs> I go for an annual eye checkup a couple of weeks ago, right? Get these tested. And uh, so it was an NHS facility I was in. And uh, they said, I, I wandered into the waiting room. Instantly, a nurse appears and says, uh, you wouldn't put a mask on. I've oh. never worn a mask. I never will wear a mask. It's not happening. So I said, I thank you very much. I said, ah, thanks very much, but no, I don't wear those. And uh, she backed off like a, as if I'd thrown water at a vampire, right? <laughs> um, but, but here's the killer. Everyone else, everyone else in that waiting room wore their mask like timid little sheep. Uh-huh. And that made me think, oh, God, you people are still in hock to this yeah. authoritarian sort of uh-huh. mind control. Dep- uh-huh. That depresses me. Yeah, well, that's the worst thing, I think. That's just gets on my nerves that you want to scream at people, you know? Yeah. You know, all through the whole COVID thing, you know, I was the only one, me and my girlfriend in the supermarket, everyone yeah. else masked up, had yeah. a few altercations and whatnot, try to wake people up, <laughs> just abuse you. Yeah, I know. Trying to I help. know, yeah. Yeah, we, my wife and I were exactly the same. We were we were the only two, you know, we in a supermarket. I, but but even like I can remember going around parks and stuff, and people wearing masks. I mean, how? Well, it's going to say how stupid, but how brainwashed do you have to be to do that? Mad. But here's the kicker: the government have figured out that those people are dead easily brainwashed, and that's why they were able to switch them into you know like the meme goes, you know, taking out the 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 COVID chip and putting in the Ukraine chip. And uh, and where will it go next? Because the government has figured out that they can do this with the population. So that's why, a bit like you, when I see these people complying, it 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 it, it does make me a bit angry because I'm thinking your compliance could be the death of me. Oh, totally. 
you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So that, so, so, and then, so I'm always split between feeling a bit sorry for them because they've been brainwashed and uh-huh. feeling furious with them because their compliance could lead to my captivity. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, but that's what the information was all about. When sometimes yeah. you think we're doing a lot of good, but a lot of it is, you know, within kind of an echo chamber because in their world, they're not paying attention to any of this. No. So no. that no. can be no. a frustrating thing. They're yeah. watching the BBC News, uh, you know, on the R, every R. They're reading the Daily Mail, God forbid, or the Sun or whatever it is. They're absorbing all that stuff. And, and and that's what keeps them in this perpetual state of um, being like essentially zombies, as far as I'm concerned. And and it's very difficult because yeah, they're not tuning into this. They don't tune into my stuff. They don't follow people like me on Twitter. I mean, they, they don't. The the only thing you can hope is though, uh, and this is again why I think Twitter is a helpful platform for people like me. Um, the 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 normies do not go on platforms like getter or gab or rumble or, or they don't do that then yeah. they, they live as you know they live in twitter world they live in instagram they live in facebook world probably so i think on things like um twitter in particular if i can put stuff out oh uh, if i can put stuff out uh then there's a chance you might accident you know you might and you might put a, a a germ of an idea in their in their head, you know. Like, are you sure you want World War Three? <laughs> they can make their minds up. Yeah, well, what you do is you you go right to the horses, you know, the lion's den, so to speak, and you tag these people that the normies will be watching. So yes, yeah, you know. well, yeah. My best friend Julia Hartley Brewer and I had an exchange. See, th- this is why it, it does work quite well. So. Um, so I'm, I'm obviously you know who Julie Hardy Brewer is, and she presents all that complete controlled opposition over on uh, talk TV, and uh, she made a big song and dance last week about the fact that uh, Big Brother Watch reported that people like her and Peter Hitchens and others were being um, spied upon by this nefarious murky unit within the British Army called the Seventy Seventh Brigade, which. May or may not be through. I actually think that's a double psyops, by the way. But anyway, just run with it. So she said that last week. I tuned in yesterday morning. Who was her first guest? Mr. Uh, Tobias uh, Elwood, who was up until very recently, very senior within the 77th as a volunteer. So I, what I'm able to do is I'm able to obviously at Julia uh, and, and, and obviously, you know, I pricked her pomposity because she came back at me and said, oh, how ridiculous, how ridiculous you are. I mean, he said he's left it. Oh, has he, Julia? All right. So you totally believe that, do you? And, uh, and anyway, I did ask him about this. Oh, how, t- how stunning and brave. So in a way, because you tag, and, and of course, foolishly, she engages with people like me, um, then all her audience gets to hear people like me. I'll not be on loud on her poxy radio show, but I have got all those followers on, on Twitter suddenly having me sort of asking, which I thought was a perfectly reasonable question, by the way. Last week, you're bitching about it. This week, you have him as your special guest. Julia, pick a side. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do wonder about a lot of people, the, the, the genuineness of, you know, I think a lot of people get on board just to milk it or make money or get fame or stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was actually, over the years, obviously, David Icke has had a lot of criticism and called a shill and whatnot. 
But it was really good to spend time with uh, Jamie and Gareth and even Richard and the rest yeah. of the team close up. And I really got a feel for just exactly how genuine they are, you know. And I've been watching yeah. the iconic stuff recently and I think they're doing a great job. They should be supported a lot. I think. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually going on Jamie's show next Tuesday at 10 a.m. He contacted me and asked me where to come on. Absolutely right. David Icke, as far as I'm concerned, was way ahead of the game. Way, way ahead of the game. And of course, the problem is, uh, Billy, if you're ahead of the game, you're going to get all the flack. You're going to be like he was totally demonized and all of the stuff, you know, when uh, you know the lizard creatures and all. Well, that. I was following him back then, so I was I got it all as well. Was, <laughs> yeah, but that was good then. Yeah, see, 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 but but now I consider him to be reasonable in everything that he says and does, and uh, um, you know, and and I think the thing is, in a way, you know, the torch passes between you know sort of one to the other and and those of us who have, who have come along in the wake of David Icke I think a lot of us have to sort of um, stand up and uh, you know say the things that we think which may which may be very similar to some of the stuff that uh, David's talked about over the years great people Jamie and Gareth and all yeah absolutely uh, as I say that's why I enjoyed that event so much and I just wish there would have been more time to have done. I'd lo- I would have loved to have done stuff like this, you know, with everybody. And and, and maybe there's a ch- there will be chances to do more of this stuff in the time ahead, Billy. So, uh, you know, maybe the uh, the seed was planted, so to speak. Yeah, so say I had the chat with Nick and they are looking at doing something else, but they're just taking their time to see if there's cells in that one. I think it was a lot of work, you know, and like any of these events, you think, you know, we'll get through it and then... Turns out to be a mountain of stuff, but they got some help involved at the last minute. The universe can kind of helps these things, you know. If you try and do the right mm-hmm. thing because it's the right thing to do, like... it did, and, and, and it did flow. It flowed pretty well, you know. And like, there was like, like I have to say, I really did enjoy. I enjoyed the the chats on the stage. I enjoyed the Sunday morning when we were talking with uh, Patrick Henningsen and yeah. with Peter McIlvey. I, I enjoyed all that kind of stuff. Um, because, uh, and it also, you know, the, the, there is a thirst for knowledge and truth out there. That's the other thing that strikes me. Um, that's the only reason that people like us exist, I suppose. That if there wasn't people who wanted to hear the things we chat about, yeah, like the, the audience would be zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, well, it's, like, it's our interest in it. That's what makes us passionate about it because it's your passion that made you learn about it. Because I can't. Yeah. Build myself up to be a researcher or a truther or whatever. Yeah. I still don't consider myself. I just spent a lot of years, a lot of shit going into my head. So when, yeah. the, when the COVID thing hit, you know, I was able to do a show and form almost a community of people who knew it was bullshit as well. So just providing a platform for people to say, hey, this is bullshit, you know, I thought was important at that time. Vital. It was vital because people were, were very, if you think the way they'd done it, you know, it was all about isolating people, wasn't it? It was about making us, you know, don't talk, don't visit your family, stay away from your friends, stay at home, don't go out, all that crap. But but that was because human beings, as, as that event showed, we are all very social beings, aren't we? We love being in each other's company and having a laugh and getting along. That's what humanity is all about. And they, they tried to strip us of that. And they did to a degree for some people anyway. And that's why, Billy, what you were doing and what others were doing back then, uh, was 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 so important. I mean, they eventually. I think it was in the late September of 2020 when um, that's when when Twitter came for me. I believe the British government decided that people like 
uh, Katie Hopkins, myself, and a few others, we were being very lippy about, <laughs> about the whole. I mean, I, I tell the story. I've told this before. I don't know if I've told you this one about just before I was finally erased from Twitter. I, I'd been uh, in the summer of July of 2020. I'd been to the garden center. I think I, I did say this. Been to the garden center. Uh, this is when the masks have come in. And as I say, I'm not worried mask right uh been to the garden center i took a selfie of myself in the garden in an outdoor garden center at one o'clock in the afternoon and i posted it up on my twitter feed thought no more about i just said i'm the only person here not wearing a mask in disgust right uh-huh. i had a cup of tea went home three hours later the doorbell rings police oh were there oh police wanted, the police wanted to interview me about this well, they picked the wrong guy to interview. Number one. <laughs> I, I, I have a, a somewhat knowledge of law, right? So I had to explain to them that I was entirely within my rights not to wear a mask because I was exempt as per the legislation, Article 3, Item point two, whatever. And so they, ultimately they left me alone and went away. But here's the thing. You see, if you'd committed murder, they wouldn't have been as quick around to see you. And, <laughs> and it shows you what the government's priorities were <laughs> back then, Billy. The government's priorities are to kill us, I think, you know. Basically, if you look into the police, they are not on our side in any way, shape or form. They are 100% corrupt, totally fucking evil to the core, as you know. <laughs> Just look, look at the news today. They sentenced that police officer for 20 years, whatever, for, you know, for murder. Please, hang on a second. The police are murdering people? I think we, Houston, we've got ourselves a major, major problem. You're dead right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the... People like Matt Hancock was a psychopath, sociopath. Uh, I think all these things, you know. And but again, if it hadn't have been for COVID, we mightn't have known those. You know, mightn't have been as obvious, Billy. Uh, our, our eyes were opened because of really what the things that they did to to our society, to our fellow men, women, kids. Yeah, I mean, it's like these things can be a blessing in disguise, kind of thing, you know, and. You have kind of my whole friends. You can you lose a lot of acquaintances and gain a lot of people kind of more in sync with your state. Yeah. Since the COVID, it's like something. Maybe like TV show run around. Everybody changed. Just like it's a big yeah. change. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I lost a few people along the way who were friends and who I did stuff with, and and it became apparent that they had completely bought into the dogma. And it became apparent that I'd completely diverged from the dogma. I mean, I started off, you know, the whole thing saying, well, I I mean, I wonder how many were like me. I started off by saying, look, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, and I have taken vaccinations in my younger years and stuff, right? So I'm not an anti-vaxxer, it's, but I oppose this vaccine, right? I said that, I said that then, Billy. Now, now, this year's model I am an anti-vaxxer, 100%. Do I think vaccines work? No. Why is that? Because viruses don't exist. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, but so so I I guess, as you said, it's it's like a journey. We're educating ourselves all the time. And and some of it's quite challenging because, you know, I'm sure you well understand. Once you see things, you think sometimes oh, it would be better if I didn't understand that, but but on balance it is better that you know the truth and and you can cope with it, you know. So so I went through this journey of initially, oh yeah yeah, I'm see me don't don't try and label me as anti-vax uh, till a point where please I am anti-vax and unapologetic, and I would defy would dare anyone to explain why vaccines work. Well, this is the whole thing about the truth movement. A lot of it is still not 
getting on the truth. There's a lot of people being yeah. vaccine damaged or, you know, trying to talk on GB News or whatever, I don't know, yeah. whatever level they've got to. And they're still saying, oh, for a 97% survival rate and you've got natural immunity and there's a spike protein and all this. And it's all hogwash, you know. You have to take it back to, is there ever an isolated virus? No. Well, end the story then. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's never been isolated outside of a lab. And we know they manipulate things in labs. Well, so, so, you, so you're right. You're, you're dead right. And, 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 uh, but, but this is where I think, you know, this is where it becomes really challenging then because then you realize that the entire thing, everything we've gone through was all theater, all designed, all manipulated. And the right. people doing the manipulation, I mean, they're, they're the real people that need to be uh, you know, at Nuremberg. Because I, I've always argued that it's not the, um, you know, the virus the virus we have to be worried about. It's the vaccine. It's the vaccine. Yes. There's no such thing as long COVID, but there might be long vaccine. You know, oh, yeah. people still talking about that as well. Oh, they do. It's not, yeah. it's not just the COVID line that's been exposed, though. If you actually look at it properly, the whole pharmaceutical industry is based yeah. on a fake model. You know. Yeah. So all these people thinking they would take a drug to heal themselves is completely wrong. They're masking symptoms and causing more toxicity. The whole disease is probably toxicity they've not caught from someone else and the yep. body knows itself. Yep. So these are things that should be common knowledge. And again, they're still getting suppressed to hell. And, you know, and even YouTube, we try and talk about it now. I, I lost 10,500 videos from Vimeo, 15 years worth of paid customer service. I disagreed with the who, didn't like that video, bang. I tried mm -hmm. to say, what about the virus? Here's evidence, not listening. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've, they've not sent me an invite back. So I lost my whole website and now I'm having to put every post up one by one. And because uh, every post had a video in it, it was on Vimeo, you know. But, but that, <laughs> that's because they tried to control everything. They wanted to control you, Billy. They wanted to make sure that the things that you said didn't get out. They wanted to control me. And, yeah. and, and, and the thing is about, well, certainly the bigger tech platforms, I mean, they played an essential role in the suppression of truth. But... Yeah. But but ultimately, I think it's kind of swung a bit, and and there are obviously free speech platforms entirely like Gab and like Getter. I, I'm on both of those platforms, and they're great. It's just that the audience is limited. You know, like you're, you're talking maybe six, ten million people. Ultimately, Twitter uh, there's a audience of a billion people. So and a lot of them are normies. So it's horses for courses. Um, and uh, yeah, I I just think that um, you you know. Uh, like, I remember YouTube giving me a strike, and all I did was I quoted the UK yellow card system, you know, the adverse reactions. I actually quoted the UK yellow card, and they gave me a strike. And I went back and I, I appealed it back in the days when I was completely innocent a couple of years ago. And they said, just ignore, you know what it's like, they ignore you. And I'm thinking, well, I saw you then. I'm quoting the government's own stats. You don't like them. And so you give someone said, give, give him a strike. And that's why. You know, my audience on YouTube uh, sort of plateaued back back then. And yeah. I don't care for platforms like YouTube because I know they are, you know, I mean, anything to do with YouTube, um, is Google and so on and so forth is, is total digital yeah. cancer. Well, you shared, uh, I think it was you that shared something about Google on Twitter today about you yeah. do a search for do it. Yeah. baby or something. Yeah. Or the man ministry. Yes, to campaign <laughs> menstruate. If you actually do it in Google, I, I, I screenshotted the answer. Um, yeah, I mean, but see, but that, that is, I mean, Google, Google's a very popular 
uh, search engine. I mean, I use Brave as my search engine, but I do you know, have Google if I wanted to use it. Um, and a lot of people, like, it just shows you how bad it is that that mainstream search engine is sending that knowledge out to some maybe more gullible people. And they'll think, yeah, anyone can menstruate. You don't have, you don't have to be male to menstruate. You do. You need to bloody well have eggs in the first place for the menstruation. But, but hey, hey, that's being judgmental and science doesn't matter. So everything, everything involved around big tech, uh, everything is, is just, it's just awful. It's the exact opposite of truth. It's it's deceit. Do you have any view on who's behind all this? And like, you know, is there like some kind of biblical plan that they're enacting and they're thinking of, you know? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I mean, I, I yeah, do I? I think this whole thing. I mean, it doesn't. I've learned that nothing happens by coincidence. Things happen because of deliberation. Now, plans can go wrong, I get that, but by and large, things are driven. I think what we, what we are living through is a, a time when um, the, the, I believe, dark forces, um, cabalists, um, yeah, I mean, we go into all the particular rabbit holes, but people like, for example, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, the World Health Organization, uh, the, the various banks, the, the big banks and all, they, they are essentially uh, uh, sort of um, unified around bringing about our complete subjugation via digital IDs. That, that's what I think what the end game is. Digital IDs, Billy, and then they, they'll know where you go, who you see, what you spend your money on, they'll know everything, complete control, full-on Chinese Communist Party authoritarianism. That's happening right now. Um, and, and I think that, is it end times or not? I don't know. I mean, honestly, whenever I watch, well, I didn't watch the Grammys. <laughs> no, no, no sane person would ever watch the Grammys. But I've seen those images, you know. And I looked at that and I thought, hmm. It's in your face, you know. It's well, to me. How much further can they go? You know, this is, has to be end games because you can't go any further than that next year. You've just had the fucking devil in hell singing about children or something. Like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and actually, someone pointed out to me if you listen. I mean, I, I, happily, I've not heard the song, but someone shared the lyrics to the song that Sam Smith sang, and in the lyrics is uh, he references, is it Balangelia or whatever it is, you know, the the, the pedo fashion? Uh, oh, that company, uh, I. yeah, what's it's, it's, in the, it's in the lyrics, Billy, of the song. Aye. Aye. Uh, sure. no, I have to say, happily, I'm not familiar with the lyrics to Sam Smith's songs, but, but someone pointed out, and he, as you say, it's like, it's in, they're telling us they're telling us and play look at look at look at the absolute state of madonna look at the whole the whole thing look at the way that life is at the moment so is it end times well if it's not end times it's getting towards end times and uh i have to say i'm someone who does have faith um uh, a kind of muscular version of it has to be said uh brought up here in northern ireland what else are you going to expect uh and uh so i kind of see it through that prism as well um, and I know that regardless of where we are, it's, it's crucial that people actually stand up and assert truth and speak up uh, for what they believe in. And, and, and that's really, frankly, I think as much as we're able to do at this point, it might become more serious. It could be. I mean, I'm work, working in well, at my age, you know, before they get us into full on complete gulags. That might be another 20, 30 years, so maybe, you know, I won't be around. I don't know, but uh, I do see the direction of travel. It's clear, Billy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look at right now, obviously in Ireland, 
there's, there's a situation arising with these uh, so-called immigrants getting brought into the country. It's totally, you know, people say white genocide and stuff like this, you know, and it's a, a, there is people planning this stuff, you know, and yep. the fact is now, so there's people protesting in Ireland. I've seen pictures, there's like, there's like Muslims protesting beside them saying, you know, you were anti-Semite and now you're going to be anti-Muslim Islamophobia and they're just going to paint that picture so you can't criticise that. But yep. what really needs to happen is instead of all these immigrants fighting with these people, again, that's all divide and conquer. It's if they could get together and say, look, you're here, you probably don't want to be here, but your country's shit and it's forced you to be here. Yeah. You know, and you know, our cultures are different. We don't really belong together, really. No. Nope. And who's pulling the strings to make this happen? Why are we warring with each other? Yep. And that's kind of you know. It is, it, Billy. You 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 put you, that sort of uh, summed it up perfectly. It's divide and conquer. That that's the game that they play. Well, and and, and you know about that as well with the Protestants and Catholics. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And 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 that all has to be cast aside. And and it's not because if you play into that, you're you're going down their tracks. I think we have to bust right out of that mindset. And uh, I mean, I do see the problems in Ireland. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously pretty closely aware of them. Um, and uh, you know, like at the moment, you can see in Ireland the. People have, I mean, Ireland's a small country. I mean, it's, it's it's smaller than Scotland, I think, as well. We've got five million population. So you're, we're seeing in, on the island of Ireland, and particularly in Southern Ireland, incredibly fast demographic change. Incredibly fast demographic change, and it's being augmented by obviously the Irish government, which is acting against the interests of the Irish people. Oh, what a surprise! Bringing in people from the third world, bringing in as many Ukrainians as they're able to get. Um, and and that is that's caused massive consternation down, down in the Irish Republic, and people are taken to the streets. You see them now. The media doesn't want to talk about it. Number one, they're being all described as bigots. Well, how are you bigot if you just sort of saying, "Look, I didn't, I never voted for this, and I don't want to see this in my community." And yes, but we shouldn't necessarily demonise the people concerned because the it's it's the government that's the. The, the problem here and the people who influence the government. Uh, but when it's, if you live in a small Irish um, like village of, I know, one 80 people and 100 migrants rock up, you, you, you've just changed forever that village if, if they hang around. And I mean, they're not going anywhere because they're going to be getting all the benefits and stuff. And then the other thing is because there's a tsunami going into the Republic of Ireland, Billy. As you know, they can travel up north, they can travel across the border, they can get the boat to Scotland or over to Liverpool. And so there's a perfect route of further uh, unwanted uh, migration into the UK as well. So we're all, look, everything's connected. You know, these problems, that they're all, they're all linked together. Um, and, and the only problem is that the one thing that also links them together is that politicians in charge have no interest in doing a damn thing to stop what's what's what, what what's going on, but it needs to be stopped. This is crazy. Why you don't like the police and the politicians seem to support this? It's their own destruction. You know, it's like their own world as well. What's going on in these people's brains? Are they just that mind controlled as well? And they just think oh. they're, I think they're all got a ticket to go underground when fucking. The, the tsunami yeah. happens, you know. That's got the promise yeah. for the arc. Or yeah. Well, well, I mean, like the police have been infiltrated by common purpose for at least 
30 years, whatever. And those people have worked their way up to the top. So you can understand how the place is what they are. Um, and, 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 and so the public institutions are all corrupted, I think. You know, um, all of them, placing, education, health, civil uh, they're all corrupted. They're totally corrupted from top to bottom. So it's not a surprise that we have all these problems. I mean, the only thing, I, I'm, I was very happy when they all went on strike. I wish they'd go on strike and stay on strike so we never have to put up with them again because they don't do anything constructive when they work in anyway. Um, but uh, unfortunately, they do insist on coming back to work for a while anyway. So yeah, all the institutions are gone. That, like, that's it. And, and it's, taken them, it's taken them about 50 years to get to this point. You know, I'm old enough to remember life in the 60s. And if I look at it now, it's like, it's, like, oh, it's, it's, it's unrecognizable. You know? a program called Life on Mars. Yes, I do. Um, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah. Great nostalgic. I wasn't around in the 60s, but it looked pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, no, the thing about the 60s were that's when things started to change. It became a bit noticeable. I mean, Enoch you know, Powell making speeches and whatnot in the early right. 70s. It became apparent that things were starting to go wrong. And then it's like a lot of things, I think it started to go bad. The 80s, a bit worse. 90s, yeah, again, we're still. And then somewhere around right about the time of the millennium, thump, off the cliff. Because we know, for example, in York, in Scotland, Scotland can no longer apparently discern between a man and a woman. Do you know well, what I mean? Who would have thought that, Billy? Yeah, I mean, just uh, Nicola Sturgeon and these people who are apparently our leaders, you just take one look at them and you go, no, okay, please. <laughs> Is that the best we can do? You know what I mean? Just for, for fuck's sake, give us yeah. a break, you know? But there's obviously just another puppet following the bullshit, you know? Well, so, the thing is, I, I have to say, you know, I, I think there's a natural kinship between people, Northern Irish people and Scottish people. We always, I think, it's because we're putting the bands in that every year. Ah, well, there, there's a lot of things in common, right? And I always look upon my Scottish friends as being pretty much all sensible people because um, I've known them over many years. And then I look at Nicola Sturgeon and I look at the SNP. And I, I, yes, I do get the fact that they're in power because they manipulate, manipulate certain demographics in Glasgow and a couple of other Scottish cities. And they, they get their independence number. thing as well helped. Yeah, and independence things help. But, but honestly, I think how could a, such a great country that's produced such brilliant men and women over the centuries end up, Billy, I put it to you, I put it to you, my lord, in 2023, you no longer accept there's a difference between men and women because you can transit within 13 weeks. Look, what David, you know, I hope you're not arguing with our chief mammy, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, look, there you go. Again, I mean, that's Stalinist, isn't it? I am the chief mammy. I'm the corporatist parent. Did you hear her say that? The corporatist oh, parent. I did, I, exactly. I very carefully chose her words as well. So very carefully cho- chose her words. So I, and then of course to add, to add sort of fuel to the uh, to, to the fire, I see the Welsh. I see Drakeford um, has uh, joined in and said, "Yeah, yeah, Wales, we're going down the same. We're going to allow gender self certificate." It's absolutely insanity. I've watched a video. I don't know if you've seen it. Trance, the Kathy O'Brien movie. It's on iconic. You can join for free and watch it. Yeah, yep. worth a watch. But she talks about the LGBT being part of MK Ultra, and you know it's all massive brainwashing. All this, obviously, it is. You know, but yeah, it's a really, really super dark agenda behind it. Oh yeah, know? yeah, and yeah. It's scary. Uh, people are just thinking a man can be a woman. He's like, what the fuck is actually going on? Stop the train. 
let's all go off for a day and let's have a chat about this thing, okay? <laughs> well, I was glad to see the protests in George Square uh, yeah. at the weekend in Glasgow, yeah. where at least, you know, women were... I thought there was a brilliant sign someone held up. That was the best moment of the day I saw. They held this woman who was holding up a sign saying, only men can be trans women. And I thought, yeah, got them, got them. Because, of course, you flip that logic around. And, and yeah, it's insanity. But unfortunately, you know, in Scotland, we see it, the SNP worship this ideology of insanity. And, and Wales are going to go down the same route. And, you know, it just makes you wonder, like, as you say, a super dark guy behind it all, I know that. Um, but that seems to be, again, a we're, we're moving we're being sort of driven at the same time as we've got oh well don't forget you've got to have your you know your 16th covid booster and you know say hail mary for Zelensky and don't forget about the climate emergency and it's oh. just boom, 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 boom. so we have to i think sort of um be, be kind of very selective in terms of what we listen to who we listen to and and think always for ourselves and as i said at the beginning billy we have to question everything yeah, that's great, David. Just one wee thing before you go, I'd like you to just talk briefly about, you said there's no uh, government in Northern Ireland right now and it's working pretty well, so yeah, I'm, happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy about that. Again, in my own particular contrarian way, so we haven't had a functional government now for, it must be about two years or so now, and it's, and that's because they, 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 they can't agree on certain things. We're not going to the, the, the nuances in that, uh, although I agree with there not being a government. But what it shows to me is without a government in place, there's loads of plans that they've got for us here as well. No doubt gender self-certification would be one of them. And they can't implement them because the, 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 gov- the, 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 the so-called government doesn't sit. And so what has proven to me is we don't need things like governments. We don't no. need the panoply of the state. We don't need the chief mommy or the chief daddy. We need none of that. All, all we need Easy to grow up. <laughs> yeah. We, we we just need to be like left, leave us alone. Don't tax us and we don't we, we want to pay minimal tax. Let us get on with our lives. Stop telling us what to do. Don't boss us about. And in Northern Ireland, ironically, ironically, we've kind of got that by accident because Stormont doesn't sit and therefore they cannot make the regulations that they want to make. And, and so I'm hoping for continued instability for as many years to come as possible. And they cut the, they cut the salaries of the politicians by, I think it was about 20%. That's a start. It needs, uh-huh. to, needs to go down by another 80%. And then oh, I, I, thought you were, I thought you were going to move on to their throats next. <laughs> well, we, we never wish violence on anybody. But certainly what it proves, Billy, is that we don't have, we, our politicians here cannot make rules. And it's brilliant. It's yeah. great. Could be a safe haven for everyone. Okay. Yes, I'll come over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who would have thought Northern Ireland <laughs> would be the best, the best <laughs> place in the world because we ain't got government, yeah. <laughs> anyway, David, it's been great having you on. Thanks very much for your time. Uh, everyone watching that, I hope you enjoyed David there. DavidVance.net is his main website. Anywhere else, the Twitter, then we've got a wee handle there. Yeah, you find me on Twitter, DVATW. I know, All don't right. ask, don't ask why. Uh, <laughs> but you'll recognise the mugshot. Uh, David Vance on Twitter will get me. Don't worry about that there. You'll find me in Getter. You get me, in, I'm everywhere. Basically, I'm everywhere. I'm, I've gone global. What can I say, <laughs> Willie? <laughs> cool, man. Thanks so much okay. for your time. My pleasure. Cheers, everyone. Catch Thanks you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.